everybody, this is the House of Darkness. Welcome to a new episode of Real Talk. I know we haven't had any jive to talk lately, but there has been like minimal news about comic book stuff. I, I and I check and I look up things, and it's kind of just stuff I don't really care about talking about. So you're not gonna hear from me. So, <laughs> but we there are things that I've been watching that are cartoon or comic book or movie related, and I would like to talk about those things. I will get back to you on the books I'm reading once I finish them. Although I should get to the first part of that series I'm reading and tell you about it. But um, before we get on my initial review of season one of She-Ra the, and the Princesses of Power. You got to say that right. It's not the princess. It's the princesses. Uh, I, <laughs> I want to address. For, 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 wait. Before I address the subject that kind of bugged me, uh, I'm going to address. Uh, I just had an experience. So, I'm Okay. For those who don't know me personally, I'm kind of a, I'm in a weird, when it comes to clothing, I'm in a weird spot because I'm like, I'm like 6'2", 240, 250. So I'm always in this where, I'm in this range where I'm too big for normal clothes. Like, like only like specifically when it comes to like pants and like jackets and certain shirts, like dress shirts, I have to make sure I get them a certain size because my arms, my arms are too long and so does the sleeves are too short. When it comes to jackets, because I have broad shoulders, so I have to have a certain jacket. Suits are, when I get a suit, it's atrocious. I have to get them custom done because I can't just buy a regular suit because usually the pants don't match the jacket, like, size-wise, and I need a bigger jacket because of my shoulders. But if I get a bigger jacket, the pants usually are bigger because they're assuming I'm, I'm like, the big show from from uh, WWE, and I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm always in that weird spot. So I went to... Uh, I went to the store today, and I'm standing in the men's section for pants, and it's like, it's, I'm just, I, I always catch myself laughing out loud, because it's like, it's always so, it's either, I'm either, is there too small, or they're too big, and then when I find one that's about the right size, the leg length is for people like the size of, of, of Kevin Hart, and it's always killing me whenever I'm trying to buy pants, and, and getting shoes, I just I've just committed to ordering my shoes online because I'm a size 15, and I'm just committed to ordering shoes online because you just I have to I might have to just start ordering my pants online because you know it's just going to the store and finding a pair of jeans or a pair of pants and I and I work out too so I'm always like and so my quads are a big deal you know I'm I'm, I'm doing squats and deadlifts and stuff so I'm 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 a, I'm a thick boy a little bit so I can't be just buying any kind of pair of pants. Or a pair of jeans, I can, they gotta fit. They gotta fit me, and it just, it's just, ugh. I just, it's a, it's an adventure, and it's always like an. Uh, I mean, I got me some jeans finally. I haven't worn jeans in like, I think almost like two years because I, I destroyed the ones I had. Then I went to go find some, and I couldn't fit any of them, so I've been wearing pants. I know I felt like an adult. I've been wearing pants, and now I finally get the pants. I can't find my pants, but I found some jeans that are gonna work. It's, it's been, it's, it, I don't, I don't know what's going on in my life right now. I maybe I need. To, no, I like I like working out, so I'm gonna keep doing that and keep that going. But and then and then part two of my fussing, I have okay, I have worked in in the past. I have worked in customer service for. I want to say I started when I was 15. I said for the better part of uh, yeah, since 15 years old, I'm in my 30s, so we're gonna say good. 15 years I've dealt with people with customers and customer service and selling things to people and interacting with people from the public and stuff like that and 101 day one of training when they try to teach you how to deal with customers 
you have they say look them in the eye acknowledge their presence i kid you not in this store these people never look up at you and it cracks me up and it's and it's always like how's it going and, they, and you know it's like it's just because they have to say it it's not they're not gen, they don't genuinely care if you're actually having a good because they don't even look up at you to see if you're actually doing good for all you know i could be like eating like a stick of dynamite and they don't look up you know and it's just like oh you guys are killing me and i'm like and i'm like good how are you fine i'm like Ugh. i mean i know some of those jobs especially for some of who's worked those kind of jobs before sometimes those days are just not great days because you're dealing with people all kinds of folks and especially because like this week it's like a this holiday week people are getting off for thanksgiving and doing all kind of last minute things so you can imagine all kind of messes they're dealing with people are dealing with you know at, in the stores and stuff so I can already imagine. I already know the folks aren't happy, but man, just at least at least acknowledge my presence by looking at me. That's it. I've always taught when I was a kid, looking somebody in the eye is a sign of respect. You know, you respect the person, even if it's just for that moment. You know, just respect the person by looking them in the face. I don't know. I just I have to fuss about that. I hate that. And one of my other things, we're, we're, we're gonna get on topic again. One of my other things I've always hated is when when you give people like your card or you give them money. And then you and they go to give your change back, and they put it on the counter. And you're like, "Excuse me, I gave, I put it in your hand, put it back into my hand." I don't know. I just, oh, I hate that. Now, if I put it on the counter, that's one thing. Then you can put it back where I when I started. But if I put it in your hand, you should put it into my hand and not on the counter, like, like, like I don't know. I'm I'm snuffleupagus or something. I just I don't know. I just hate it. I just hate when people do that. It's like I feel like it's just maybe it should be equal exchange and not this weird. I got to do an extra step because you you don't want to move your hands another like six inches to give me my change back. I'm like, oh man. Anyways, I had I had to fuss. I had to fuss for a minute because I I don't always I don't go to stores that often anymore. Uh, you know because unless I'm going to like GameStop or I'm buying a book or something because people don't know how to be a person. Just be a person. You know, I'm going back to Amazon. I'm gonna buy my junk. I'm gonna just wait for it to come to me. You know, in the next day or two, because I got Amazon Prime, so I get free shipping. It just wait. You know. <laughs> all right, all right. I just had to, I had to say something. I just say it. So let's get on topic about comic books and all and and and, and all things related to that and all nerd ways and stuff. Um, I'm not. Should I say anything about? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say it this way. I'm gonna just say it this way. I'm not gonna name who it was. For those who actually pay attention to what goes on on the internet or on your or on your Twitter feeds or your Facebook feeds or if you pay attention to Instagram or any news feeds you follow that are related to all things nerdy, you probably already see seeing this comment and you already know who it is. But I'm not gonna name names because I don't want to give him any more publicity than he's already did for this for the, not evil, but it's a definitely insensitive stunt. So there is a particular person who made a rude comment about the passing of Stan Lee and putting down the comic book industry as a whole and I feel like and he makes it seem like you know those who are involved in comic books or read comic books are less intelligent and it's dumbed down vocabulary and things like that and it's an insult especially because we just lost Stan Lee and the first thing you do want you want to put him down for being the face of the industry and you want to put down anybody who else who's involved let alone fans readers or those who work in the industry and it just kind of was like wow dude and here my my thing is about this guy. I haven't heard from this this guy in years of doing anything. So you could tell he he was doing this so he can get some attention. 
And that's the kind of people I can't stand the most, especially if it's, like, negative attention. People who love negative attention, unless you're, like, Triple H, unless you're doing, like, a wrestling show or it's, like, a like a sit, like sitcom or some weird drama show, being nasty for attention is just, uh, I, I can't, I can't. I, mean, I want to hit them with a bus. I hate that stuff. I, but it's just one of those things I feel like it's very disrespectful, not only to the person who literally put, you know, being a writer and an artist and things like that on the, you know, they highlight those kind of people more so now than ever before. But those who are all involved, you know, I'm a writer myself and I've written comic book scripts and written panels and stuff like that. That's some work. That's hard. That's harder than writing a manuscript, you guys. Just to be clear, to write a script is harder than a manuscript. Than a manuscript. Because the manuscript is just literally just, just you're, you write out a scene, you write out dialogue. You describe and then write out dialogue. When, when, you're, when you're doing sequentials or you're doing panels for a comic book, you have to write out each panel, what's happening in those panels. You gotta, if there's any captions involved, the dialogue. I mean, there's so much in it into writing a comic book script. And then let alone being an artist who has to draw those panels and, and draw to the specifications of the writer and hoping that it matches what, what you, they have written down. So just to, it's, it's a lot more work than this guy is ever going to give anybody credit for. But he's the type of person that never is nice. And he gets paid to be an evil individual and be nasty and to be rude. And his input has not helped or changed or saved the lives of anybody I've ever dealt with. And he's never helped me in any way with his dirty mouth and, and, his, and, his, and his negative attitude and stuff like that. So he can go eat some grass like he's Nebuchadnezzar. And play around the bushes. Anyways, <laughs> I had to, I'm sorry. I just, it's just like, the brother, let the brother, like, have a funeral first. Or just leave, no, just leave him alone. Don't even, don't even give it a grace period before you run your mouth. Just leave it alone. You're just mad because nobody likes you and you're not famous anymore. And so you're going to pick on somebody else that can't defend themselves because they're dead. It's just, I'm sorry. It's, I hate, I hate when, ugh. You attack people who can't defend themselves. That's that's a, yeah, because that makes you look like a real intelligent person. Anyways, wow, I had I mean I fussed at it about it for like twenty minutes when I first read it, and I felt like should I say something on my podcast? I, I was like I want to say it, but I don't want to say very very specific. I don't want to I don't want to read the quote he made. I don't I don't want to read a statement. I don't want to say his name. I don't want to say nothing. I just want to give him my feelings about the the insensitive comment he made and move on from there. Man, my body heats all of them. <laughs> all mad. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, let's find ourselves. Let's drink some water. Hold on. We're going we're gonna to drink some. I got some sparkling water. We're gonna, hold on. We're going to do this. Okay. Okay. I feel all right. Oh, man. All right. I feel a little better now. All right. From the, from the bad customer service to the home skillet talking about Stan Lee, got me all worked up. All right. So, so for those who don't know, DreamWorks is reviving, like, I swear, they're on the path of reviving all the old 80s cartoons. They did Voltron, and they've, we've, I'm still waiting for the announcement for the new season of Voltron. Um, and so they started, they just released, I want to say, maybe almost a week ago? It's been almost a week, and they released a reboot of the series She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. And I just finished it today. Um, just to be clear, I'm not addressing the very specific topics people want to circle around with this show because I, I hate, I hate, I hate when people t 
use something that we grew up with as their platform for whatever they want to fight for. If you want to do that, you do that on your own podcast, on your own time. I, my goal is, is to watch this show and to see if they made it better, improved upon it, or give us the legends that we were supposed to have in this show. Now, I'm not going to lie. My knowledge of She-Ra, like from, from back in the day, is still uh, is limited because I vaguely remember She-Ra back in the day. I remember I had the Hordak figure. I remember it was all about She-Ra, and, and, and it was just like, you know, it was, I thought she was really cool. So we're going to dive into this show and and see what we think. Did it did it hold up? Is it good? Is it great? Is it bad? Is it ugly? Uh, is it is it uh, is it representing what it should represent, which is essentially uh, giving us. You know what it is too. I'm gonna say this. This show is addressing what I think everyone's always been addressing is about this. Is I, I, this is the one thing I'm going to talk about. This is a quality of having. Uh, heroes on both sides of the of the gender part of life, because one of the things they mention on the uh, when you talk about like Kevin Feige and like the MCU that there wasn't enough female characters to the ratio of male characters in the uh, Marvel films or having their own movies and stuff like that, and so and Kevin Feige addressed that and said he was going to deal with it. And I feel like this is kind of like the same kind of like going on the same vein as like She-Ra and the Princess of Power, Princesses of Power. Is is bringing more of the female strength versus male? Because like I think there's two male. I mean, I want to. I want to say main characters. There's like, there's like three. There's like three male main characters. One of them is Hordak, who's who's like the main antagonist. Even though he's like you, he's the main bad guy. Even though technically he's like he just he's just. <laughs> if you watch the series, most of the time he's just sitting in a chair. And giving shooting out orders. He's not fighting yet. This is the first season, so you're not gonna be fighting him just yet. Uh, you have Bo, who is I forget where he's which which kingdom he's from. He is played by the same actor. His name is Marcus. He's the same actor who plays Junior in Blackish. You know his voice immediately as soon as you hear. Him, I'm like, oh wow, that's him. And he's the only black guy literally in the cartoon series, which kind of makes me laugh. He's he's I like the fact that he's like he has a bow and stuff like that. I mean, his name is Bo, and he has a bow and arrow. And he has like trick arrows, like he's Hawkeye or Green Arrow. I just don't understand why the brother got a, his. He's always got to show his midsection. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a. I gotta go back and see find Bo from the old series see if he had that. And then you have what is that guy's name? Hawkeye. No, Seahawk. He called himself Seahawk, and he's his like he's his pirate adventurer guy who's way over the top and he's kind of funny. And he's always about putting you know burning his boat you know in in, in adventures and stuff. It's so fun. He's a, he's a very interesting character. But everybody else, more or less, and there's like one other male character in there, but he's kind of like a side, super, super side, and a giant lizard guy, and super, they're super, super sides. But it's it's the show is mainly focusing on the relationship between the main character, which is Adora, and Catra, which is, you know, was her best friend, and now they're enemies, and how they are both adjusting to no longer being friends. That's literally what it is, you know, because, and, and, and the fact that, Long story short, and for those who are gonna, you know, gonna watch the show, it's kind of not a spoiler. If you watch the trailers, this isn't a spoiler, really. Uh, Adora was trained by the Horde, or which is Hordak's people, his his army, his military, to be, you know, a soldier in her in his army. And she ends up finding out that she was destined to wield the sword 
uh, She-Ra. And in this story arc, She-Ra is, has been, is a mantle that has been passed down through generations. And every, there's every, there's supposed to be, there's always supposed to be a She-Ra X amount of years after the first one passes, the next, someone else's pet is chosen. And so now she is the official new She-Ra. And so she has, she pretty much switched sides. She no longer is part of the Horde, and now she's part of the Rebellion who's fighting against Hordak and his minions. His Her best friend at the time is Katra, and they both train together, and their best friends were super close. Now now are odds at each other, and you're and in the show, you're, you're seeing that, that relationship being strained because of that. But not only that, you see her trying to uh, adjust to the life that she... Cause I think that's one of the things about this show is talking about is adjusting, is, is adjusting to she spent all her life believing one thing, and then when she finds out that, that, that f- what she thought was a fundamental truth, we're talking about Adora, is now a lie, to, is now not true. She now has to adjust herself to what she believes, and that's part of why she, you know, especially when it comes becoming She-Ra and seeing that what she believed was, was their thought, she thought was doing good is actually wrong. And the people who she thought were her enemies are actually the good people. And then you see Catra on the other side who knows that, the, that they're being manipulated and everything that they, they said was a lie but doesn't care. I mean, you see, and see how she deals with it and stuff like that. And it's just all these different things. And, and then Adora trying to make it for the fact that she was, you know, she was part of the bad, side of the bad guys. Not that she did anything bad because she didn't. But the fact that she was part of that, and she's trying to correct those wrong because she she believed in that stuff, and then now she's adjusting to these new kind of friends and the new people that she's dealing with, and now her new responsibilities as Shira, you know, and so it's 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 all that, and and they're trying, and there it has to do with this whole like history of war that's been happening, and then and and then it's literally the show is literally about relationships. It really is because you have. You have Adora's relationship with Katra you're dealing with, and then you have uh, Adora's relationship with her new friends, which is Glimmer and Bo, and then you have Glimmer's relationship with her her mother, her which name is Angela, yeah Angela, not Angela, Angela, and then you have Bo's relationship with Glimmer you're you're dealing with, and then you eventually have to deal, and then it's their Glimmer and their and their relationship with Adora as She-Ra, and then She-Ra's relationship with all the other princesses in the show. And then, you, and then that's not even including, there's another, like, evil character and, and how they, her her relationship with Catra and Adora, how it affects both of them. And, I mean, I mean it's, just, it's just one thing is, like, and then there's, like, other family members that pop up. And it's just one thing after another is you're dealing. It's very, and the show's very touchy-feely. It's, it's a very, it's super compared to... Uh, it's lo- it's more lighthearted than I want to say, Voltron, because Voltron has its very dark moments, very serious moments. But Voltron's very can be very lighthearted in certain episodes, and they, and and in certain episodes they sprinkle the lightheartedness in there to keep it balanced. I feel like with She-Ra, She-Ra's a more is on a more lighthearted level, but they, it deals with a lot of emotions in this one, and Voltron does too, because you have you have Keith who's who lost his who thought his mother was dead. And his dad's his dad's gone, and now he ends up finding out that his mother. Spoilers for those who haven't seen all of Ultron, which I don't know why you haven't. He and you know, you know he ends up finding out that he's he ends up finding out that his bloodline, who's actually what what his gene, genealogy is, and that affects his relationship with uh, with uh, Alora, and then I mean everything everything with when it comes to P- Pidge and and what's going on with him, and then he ends up finding out more about you know Hunks. Like you don't find out about Hunks family until later into like a later season. 
I mean, and then you see Keith's relationship with Shiro. I mean, you just see uh, everyone's got these little, they all have these layers. Even Lance has layers to himself. And and also when his like also his feelings about you know Allura and something like and I feel like you're trying to show that same stuff maybe you know with with and Shira I I think it's just but not as deep because Voltron's deep <laughs> and I think Shira can be but I think they're trying not to be super deep but they're still trying to have those layers to it because you know it. it it does, at the end of the at the end of the day, the the show is always it's talking about love, trust, friendship, loyalty, and things like that. It's very, it's very uh, unity. It has to do with being united, being united, and, and and it's like the real power is from like friendship and love. You know, and it has nothing to do with the fact that she has a super crazy powerful sword, but it has to do with her connection to people. I mean, it's all these different things. It's it's very. You can see that kind of going that direction because they, they use it a lot. And, you know, there's moments where she feels alone. She doesn't know what to do. Uh, you know, she's out of options. Or she makes mistakes. All these different things. And she's, you know, with her adjustment to being She-Ra and then everybody else's adjustments to her. And then there's, like, certain little shifts in, uh, like, their friendship. And they have to deal with those slight adjustments. And it, it's just and, – and, and people's insecurities are showing and stuff like that. It's it's very interesting. It's not a It's not a – it deals with real feelings and emotions that people have in in life. And the thing is, with all these characters, a lot of the characters like Adora, Glimmer, Bo, they're all like in their teens. Not everybody's in their teens. They're a lot of adults, but so they're they're in that weird phase. You know, they're all dealing with stuff at that age and phase and stuff like that. And so it's a it's a it's a very it's a teen angsty show without being teen angsty. It's but it's also like I said, it's dealing with like. Things that even we as adults still deal with when it comes to like self-esteem and uh, insecurities and and just trying to prove yourself and and trying to do what you can for people, but sometimes you no matter how hard you try, you continue to mess up and you feel like you're not good enough and all these different things. You know, it, it's it's more about that than a lot of like the battles they have in it in the show because their their fights are okay, but they're like it's just a, like I said, it's Shira. It's so it's supposed to be super lighthearted. I say I feel like though. Well, I do like the show. I feel like it's missing. It's missing. There's an element that's missing from it. And so that's what's giving me a. I'm trying to think of what it is. I think I think I feel like there is there is a level of progression with character, but I feel like it's not they don't progress enough. Like, I feel like Adora didn't like as she was, she didn't progress. I feel like, you know, granted, like I said, it shows more about the relationship they have with each other than really like as powers and like but, but her being she or she has all these she literally does have this level of power that she doesn't know she has but it's because she hasn't been trained but she doesn't she's not really developing them in this one and i feel like there should have been at least at least one or two episodes excuse me that she should have it should have unlocked something you know what i mean because at least in like because like in voltron you end up finding out they like they they're eventually unlocking things like in voltron they didn't know they could do i mean i like i remember in season one their big thing was just turning into Voltron because they did it one time by accident in, in a moment of, like, life or death. And then they're like, how are we not doing this? How can we not? And then it, it was just them seeking up with their lions and, and being and, and letting go and not being over, overthinking it and working together and being a team 
Because you can't, you know, they don't, don't Power Ranger it to where, like, right out the gate there. I already know how to do everything. And I like the fact that Voltron didn't do that. And I feel like, I know they're trying to do that. I feel like they're trying to do that with She-Ra as well. But they doubt it back a lot because she, <laughs> she doesn't do a whole lot. But, you know, like, power-wise. But I think, but like I said, I think this one is more about, uh, it's more emotion-heavy than, like, action-heavy. Which is fine. Because, you know, just because you have... Action is something that doesn't make it better. It, 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 you know, it's, it's a good distraction, and good fight scenes are really cool, but if the characters are crappy and they have no development, what's the point? You know, then you, you just have expendables. I mean, let's let's be real. Come on, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. I dare you. Anyways, so at the end of the day, I like the show. I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping that in season two... <laughs> I wish they. I hope they clean up the animation just a little bit. It, it feels there's some moments where I'm like the animation, I'm like ooh, ooh. But other times, like, I know they're trying to go for a different art style from like Voltron because Voltron is a very very specific art style compared to like Shira. And I'm hoping I I'm hoping they kind of clean it up a little bit. I don't know what's wrong. There's something there's something about it. And uh, I just I just needed I needed to be cleaned up a little bit. Just just a little bit. But I think the one thing it needs, I think the characters need to progress just a little more, little more, just just uh, you know, just to make me feel a little better about the characters. You know, I do like, like I said, I do like a lot of the characters. I like Bo, I like Bo because he's the he's the, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say the balance. Yeah, he's more of the balance. He's the very he's the more positive of the two. He tries really hard to keep everybody uplifted, and he doesn't. He doesn't take. He doesn't. Uh, he's not overly sensitive, but he also has these moments where he's like, "You're a little goofy, kid. You're a little goofy." But he's cool. I like him because there's a there's a moment between him and Glimmer where there's like an issue about their their friendship, and he like made it very clear to her. He's like, "No, I." He's like, "I know where I stand with you, but you need to understand." I have to, you know, there's certain things I should be allowed to do and shouldn't be held back just because we're best friends. You know, it's, and it, but like he did, he has those moments where he does that and it's really cool. And the thing is in the show too, and one of the things you, you end up seeing too is that they, their, their feelings for each other as friends and stuff like that are clear, especially in these situations where they're like, they're like, they feel like they're, they're going to lose them, like their, their life is endangered and you see it come out more. So obviously, in most situations, that's what happens. These kind of shows, but it, it makes it very clear, and it, and, and it makes it easier for them to accept each other and stuff like that. I get it. I get it. But I just like the fact that you know it's not. It shouldn't always be hard to accept somebody. I know there's always a little moment, but it should. When you when it's clear this person's trying to be a certain way, or trying to be a better person, or they're trying to make make sure you like them and stuff like that, it should be abundantly clear. And I'm a, and I appreciate. That's one thing about the show. I appreciate they don't they don't make it so hard for people to start liking each other. You know what I mean? Because you you'll watch a show and a person will hate each other for like six seasons, and then by the time they become friends, that person dies. Like this is horrible. Why would you, this is a waste of time? This show didn't do that. You know, and I'm glad that like it it you know within a, like an episode or two they start going like you know what we're good. I like you. You like me. We got each other's back. We're good. And they kind of keep each other going. The, and that's what I like about them three. They are each other's support system. 
you know, when one of them is kind of being off, they kind of like they, they, they rally around each other. And then when two of them are off, one of them keeps each other going. And when they're all off, they all back come together and keep each other. And so that's what I, I, I do like about it. It's, they support each other. I think that's also one of the things it's it's it is pushing too is this this the support system that is supposed to be received from whether whether it's from you know Glimmer's mom or for from Bo because you know or from Adora Adora because there's certain times where Adora needs like is super in her own head and they help her out of it and so there's these moments like that and I think that's really good because that's that's kind of real but DreamWorks really they they're really good especially in their animated whether it's film on these shows these last couple of shows they've done they're really good at bringing in the real the human element in these characters and because these are real feelings it's not you know despite the fact that they're you know like in vulture they're in a universe where they got these ancient semi-sentient lions that they're flying around in fighting these alien hordes they bring out real emotion in it and then in this show this like super fan fantasy sci-fi like apocalyptic kind of like timeline to where it you know it's it's a you know this sword that is destined to you know turn you into this you know fantastical hero to save the planet they bring in the human elements about these characters you know and some of the princesses one of them has ice powers one of them is essentially like mara from uh, you know the dc comics i don't want to call her aquaman because she's not you know, but is he, you know, that she's Mara, you know, the, and there's, you know, they all have these very specific characters, you know, you know, powers and stuff like that. But they, at the end, at the same time, they're very specific emotions or views that they talk about or they focus on that are real, that are real. And that's, uh, and I think that's why, you know, while these shows, while I, I feel like She-Ra more than Voltron, she was more catered to just a little bit of a younger crowd. Voltron's is, is, is ours. Voltron's like, we're bringing back the people who loved us when they were kids, and then we're, we're and we are reintroducing it to a very specific demographic. But I feel like more adults will latch on to Voltron than to Shira. But those who knew Shira growing up, you're gonna watch the show. I think you're gonna like it. I do personally think you're gonna like it. You know, I I do think they need to amp up some stuff just a little bit more. It brings us a little bit more action. Uh, have Adora. I know, you know, once she gets now, I think once she gets past this hump, and I think that's what the first season is, is just when she gets past this moment in, in first season, she's gonna, I think she's gonna progress more. Hopefully, there is a season two, you know, not, not only powers wise, but in her own personal confidence and stuff like that. And I think it's gonna, it's, it's only gonna get better from this point on. So, you know, if this was a, if this was a, like, like I said, if this was a House of Darkness review, like five stars. Or even if we gave it, let's do ten because ten you can you can balance it out a little better. I would give this a solid six out of ten. Cause but but just you know with the with the footnote, this has the potential to be a a solid eight or nine. Cause Voltron, I is a ten to me. I love Voltron through and through. Every episode, hundred percent. I never I never got tired. I never got bored of Voltron. Actually, I never got bored with this show either. I never did. So I never got bored with Shira. But I it's I feel like Shira's lacking. In the, in some of the elements that make like well that would make Voltron really good, and it's like if they can, if they can just pull those elements without mimicking each other, you'll get you'll get the show will go up several points easily easily easily. But this is the first season. They want to see how it went, and I hope I'm hoping within se- second season it'll amp it up, and I can scream accolades about Shira, and I will fight anyone who says anything otherwise about it. Now if we can just get DreamWorks. To reboot Thundercats, we oh no, give them Silverhawks. 
we need Silverhawks on on screen, you know, because not a lot of people know about that that old cartoon series, but I do, and I loved it as a kid. I wanted to come back. I started watching the old series, and and it's it's I'm yeah, I still want this show. I would love to have, see that show be redone. It'd have been awesome. Be another good space opera we need. Anyways, guys, this is a House of Darkness real talk. Tell me what you think. If anyone actually watched it, uh, if if the only people who watched it were myself and and Andre Meadows, the black nerd. We're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but tell me what you think. Do you do you remember She-Ra from back in the day? Did you watch the show? Did you watch the crossover movie between her and He-Man? And by the way, they're not even related. I thought they were related, but they're not. Especially when I was a kid, I thought they were related. I just assumed they were. They had they been separated at birth. And that's how I was when I was a kid. But uh, if you liked She-Ra back in the day, do you like She-Ra now? Uh, what things do you think they need to fix or improve upon? And uh, and if you've already watched it, you're looking forward to the second season, or you're just waiting for Voltron to come back, or How to Train Your Dragon 3, which both of those I am looking forward to. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know how y'all feel. Like I said, it's a relationship. We are past having dinner. We're hanging out with in, in, in now, because now it's like fall into winter in, in, in our sweats, drinking cocoa, lighting fires. I mean, like in the fireplace, not causing fires. We've got enough of that already. You know, warm fire stuff no you know, okay with cocoa with marshmallow no that's a good question so when you have hot cocoa question of the day do you do you have which version of hot cocoa do you have because i've seen people do multiple versions like they'll have the they'll have the, the big mug of hot cocoa with marshmallows in it or they have like the big one is like is it like cinnamon sticks do they put cinnamon sticks in? i think that's one of the things i've seen too or do you even want cocoa or maybe you drink tea, or maybe it's not tea, maybe it's like hot cider. What what would you drink to keep you warm that's non-alcoholic, you, you, you bunch of drunks? I know you are out there. I know who you are. Talk about regular cocoa drinking stuff. Is it cocoa? Is it hot cider? Is it tea? And how would you tea, how would you heat it up? Or how would you do it up? Is it just regular tea? Is it green tea? Mint tea? Tea with uh, hibiscus in it? tea with with flakes of of juniper berries i don't know or just or to be hot cocoa with with marshmallows or just straight regular cocoa do you do you sip it do you drink it do you, do you use a spoon you know or maybe you're a coffee person do you just black coffee do you have lattes whatever it is let me know hit me up so hit me up and if you want to find me you can find me on twitter either at at Vatian or just look me up under house of darkner you can email me at house of darkner at gmail.com my house of darkness page on facebook exists so send me a message there or you can just you know send me respond response on anchor fm i will get it from there as well and if you guys want to support me anchor has a perfect way of doing it uh you can support me through there or you can hit my patreon which is at www.patreon slash house of darkner once again and i've said it and i'll say it all the time if you really, really, really want to support me, just listen to my stuff. That will do me such a great, great honor. So thank you for guys for listening to me and letting me fuss at the beginning of the episode about crazy, you know, buying clothes and <laughs> customer service. Oh, and then and then answer, and then give me that. What do you what's the one thing after when you go to the store that people do that you can't stand? Let me see tell me what that is too. Because I know we all have something. We all have something when we go to the store, we're buying, you know, pants or we're buying ramen or 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 whatever it is and they, there's something that happens at the store you're like God, i hate when people do that well, let me know what that is as well all right this is house of darkner this is real talk 
go drink some cocoa, you know, whatever, whatever you, whatever you put in it. All right, have a good one.